That, that shit is potent, big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, golly. Is it apple? Apple You keep that shit away from me. <laughs> Testies. Uh, give it to me again, Ian. Testies. More? More? Testies, testies, testies. Balls. 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 In. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling one of my friends uh, in a Discord call on my way here. I was like, Dawson's voice is the bassiest voice I've ever heard on a podcast. Yeah, I discovered it's today. Like, I discovered today that <laughs> that Dawson is a double bass. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like vocal real. range. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's yeah. Have you ever heard George Daniel from the 1975 talk on a podcast? No. He's the only person I've ever heard who has a deeper voice than you, and I still think you might. Have, have you ever him heard be. George Ezra the Budapest by George Ezra? <laughs> I have heard that song. That's a great he, song. He's kind of got it. No, I hate that song. That song is like my MK Ultra trigger. Oh, man. What, you didn't I, think of that when you were in Budapest? Oh, no. Well, what's funny is Maddie brought up, <laughs> when we were in Budapest, Maddie brought up, like, she's like, do you think when that song came out, they were, like, so stoked? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, Budapest mentioned. I live there. <laughs> I live there. Holy fuck. <laughs> I don't think George Ezra is a double bass. I don't think sings. he's a double bass either, but he, Definitely he does a, have a low voice. Either a low tenor or, or a bass. I don't know if Budapest is a worse song Baritone, than... Yeah, maybe. I don't know if Budapest is a worse song than his follow-up song. Because that, that one's one? pretty bad, too. Which one was that one? I don't even know what his follow-up uh, Give me one good reason why I song. should need to make oh, a change. Oh, that's him. Yeah, that's oh, him. wow. Yeah. That's wow. the same song. No, that's, it's not. That's <laughs> Wait, same. that is Budapest. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I was gonna. S- no, uh, is that, that is Budapest. Yeah, I don't even remember Budapest. anymore. Damn. I'll oh, yeah, that be is waiting. No, I'll be waiting. Oh, that's God, him. I yeah. hate that fucking song. That song sucks. Yeah. Do you remember that old meme format that was like that? Uh, that dude who was like tripping acid like at a club and people would sure. like make. You remember what I'm talking yeah. about? That's what his album cover looks like because it's just him in like a crowd with a bunch of people and he's just like looking at the camera. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it literally looks like he's like peeking at a party. Uh, that's at a rave. hilarious. Yeah. Today I saw a live video of Lucas Graham singing. Oh, how was that? Shirtless, by the way. Oh, good. I that's thought that awesome. you were saying that's the adjective. How good it was. Like, I think... <laughs> he was so good it was shirtless. <laughs> My shirt was gone. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you ask me how it was, the answer could be, be shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> like that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it is true. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, he has like insane diaphragm control, and seeing somebody do it with their shirt off, I was like. Oh shit! I've been doing this wrong for a while. <laughs> yeah, where they're doing the thing with like the chest and everything. Dude, it, it yeah. was impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I th- still don't know if his music is good, mm-hmm. but he's like a him. really talented vocalist. Yeah, he's, he's a, a great very entertainer. Talented guy. I'm not a big fan, but he's a great yeah. Entertainer, yeah. I thought he sounded like ass on his big song, fucking sixty years. Yeah, no. but can you imagine? Oh, if- Lucas Graham. I'm thinking of Louis Capaldi. <laughs> yeah. I hate Lucas Graham. Oh, are you talking about someone so you love? Yeah. Hey, you don't like that song? I don't like that song. I Once also... I was 60 years old. Once I was seven years old. I fucking hate that <laughs> song. Really... Okay, but can you imagine if, like, he's a good he singer, had, like, but Taking I Back Sunday instrumentals song. under him? Like, that would kind of rock ass. He's also, right? Oh, he's also I'm sure it's band. happened. There's, like, five bands that I can think of off the top of my head who I think have done that. Our Last Night being probably one of them. I don't know. He's also a band. Like, not it's gonna... not, like... He's not one guy with a backing band. Like, that's the name of the band is Lucas Graham. No way. His is name really? is Lucas Graham Forkhammer. So he's like Travis Porter, but of that music. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I Y'all just... remember Travis Porter? 
He's more. He's similar to Toby Mac. Yeah. I think Toby Mac is one guy. No, yeah. Toby Mac is two guys. No, it's oh, wait, guy. no, no, no. Sorry, DC, DC Talk, Talk is two guys. DC Talk was four guys. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. What were the other two guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but Toby Mac is the one we're talking about. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's, ah. that's why he's Toby was Mac. Was there a DC Talk DC. reunion? Probably. <laughs> I think that. Well, no, I think they still tour. I think they're still a thing. Oh. But uh, they, I think they've done shows with Toby Mac. Like kind of like the whole like oh, no. so and so with so and so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no! But it's at like Christian festivals usually. I think Lucas Graham should break up and stop making music and performing. Do they have shows. official members? Or I mean, there is one. Yeah, Dawson, this is news to me. You were a little deceiving by saying his name is still Lucas Graham. Yeah, I thought <laughs> like, it was no, Lucas no, no. Graham. Graham yeah. is his middle his name. name. Yeah. Graham is his middle name. Forkhammer is his last name. Forkhammer? Forkhammer is crazy. It's a way better name than Griff. <laughs> yeah, that should have been the name of his band. Well, if, yeah. if, if you hear a guy, if you hear a band called Forkhammer, you're going to imagine it's like, oh, it's like fucking black metal or something. But no, it, it, then, then if you call it Lucas Graham, it's like, oh, yeah. It's I don't the, know, dude. People made, it's the wimpiest shit I've ever some heard. Some people started a band called Ghost, and it sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ghost is Scooby Doo. There's Chase nine. Yeah. There's yeah. nine people in a band called Ghost, and it sounds like the opening of True Detective. So, like, <laughs> I thought you say it sounds like the opening of True Confessions. <laughs> that too. Yeah, both of those things. Yeah, mm. but I fucking hate Lucas Graham. God damn, that band is terrible, mm. and their music sucks. <laughs> that You're taking shots, and the band's music is also bad. You're taking I don't, I don't, shots, Dawson. I don't know if the man is terrible. I just know that he writes songs that it just get on my like nerves. It sounded like you were like, like that man is terrible. And that, man, man is <laughs> that man is terrible. <laughs> that man is terrible. Boy, that man sucks ass. Not in the cool way. We should way. probably introduce ourselves. It's hey, been five minutes. <laughs> welcome back to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dawson. I have he, him pronouns, and there are two other people in this room with me, if you hadn't caught on already. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Zach Bagans. I'm, I'm Carson Pace. I had sleep paralysis last night for the first time in like three years. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> I have he, him pronouns also. <laughs> One of those things I just said is more interesting than the other. Uh, and with us today, we have our uh, very special guest. Long time coming. Mm-hmm. Short time existing existing yeah his his existence on this earth while short uh will be quite meaningful it's <laughs> not going We're to go on for much longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the last thing you're doing how old are yeah. you 30 i'm 30 as of this year oh man yeah I'm but totally somehow i was you. thinking about that on the way here i was like i'm not the oldest person who's been on this podcast i just realized love, love joy. joy yeah, yeah. Well, who yeah, are you, like, first of all? Uh, my name is Ian Joshua Riley. Uh, I hired an attorney this morning, and I spilled Chipotle <laughs> on myself about five minutes ago. And on Carson's no, floor. No, you did not spill Chipotle on yourself. You <laughs> spilled it on my floor. Yeah, you got like one uh, grain of rice on you, and the rest was yeah, on the I floor. Yeah, I got sour cream on my Nike Horachis. Oh, boo-hoo. What yeah, are your no, pronouns? I'm really upset about it. I spent you, money on these. What are your pronouns, Shorty? Uh, he and him. But uh, you can call me whatever you'd like. Wow. Just don't yeah. call him late for dinner. You just don't <laughs> call me late for Chipotle. Yeah. I I will call you late for dinner because you were two hours late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny is like it, I think it was Andy from Harm who determined the metric, but like I just saw Dracula Flow three out there. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Do not um, click on Dracula Flow three. Andy, Do not uh, click on it. Andy Clower, Andrew Fielding yeah. Clower on the internet. Uh, he was like, you know what's really impressive about how like your tardiness and your time management. I was like, what? He's like, you're always like reliably 
two hours late. Yeah. Like, if I give you a time, you're never going to be there on time, but you're never going to be there later than two hours. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) earlier I told you five hoping for seven, but you're like, I have meetings around that. I was like, yeah. Which is funny because I rescheduled (laughs) most of those meetings, too, which is kind of funny. Like, but I have. God damn it. (laughs) What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, I have a daughter and a wife, and uh, we were trying to get boring. Cringe. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Not good enough. Snooze fest. You better have been in a car accident or something. Nah, I, w- I was similar. I was at Chipotle ordering Being something from the like a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate my wife. <laughs> the old ball and chain. The old cock and balls. I mean my digestive tract after I ate Chipotle. That's awesome. Yeah. You were yeah. at Chipotle ordering the drive-thru. And then I realized I didn't have a drink and I didn't want to buy one there, so I went to the quick trip down the road to get oh. uh, uh, not uh, sponsored, but Splash Fizz. Zero mm. sugar, zero you calories. Love of these little fuckers. These are amazing. Yeah. It's it's sparkling water, but it looks like cherry coke. We're gonna that crazy, that and it out. tastes even better. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've had to do the, I've had to, I don't know. I just like the idea of having zero sugar soda <laughs> right now makes me want like real soda. Mm-hmm. So I've been just like get that. Not no, I haven't been yeah. doing zero sugar soda at all. Oh, you haven't been doing okay, no, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. No, I've been doing pre-workout instead of just like any mm-hmm. uh carbonated beverages at all yeah which pre-workout does stink mm-hmm. on ice but uh yeah. you know whatever what are you yeah. gonna do also it doesn't rot your teeth like carbonated beverages i thought True. that was the sugar but apparently uh, I, I went carbonation to, yeah. i just went to the beach with my family this past week and my mother was like you know it's the carbon she was a dental hygienist for like years and she was like you know it's the carbonation that rots your teeth and i was like mom how it's like bubbles and i looked it up and i was like wow i was like yeah, hey, sure enough I mean, I'm gonna rot my teeth. They're all gonna fall out, but I get my bubbly drink. And I That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Life, it's it's all about compromise. Like I marriage. get my funny bubbly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your relationship with soda is very, very much, similar to marriage. It's yeah. so similar to marriage. Hey, it's we, like let's list the reasons out. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like I won't have any of it, but when I do, it'll be on my terms. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. That's Let's who I go. am. Anyway. And I'll swear it off for Let's... a short amount of time. But you know I'll be back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sorry, Dawson. <laughs> we're supposed to talk about Fallout. We, we have to. Yeah, no, we have to catch up a little bit because I haven't. I've seen you fairly recently. I don't remember when the last time was. It was what? gonna be Jeff Rosenstock. Was it? Um, weren't you at um, Ref Josenstock first right. show of? The Bummer Hill tour. Yes, I was there. That was it, and that was yeah, that was where you did the mosh call, and I laughed. And mm-hmm. I also made you talk about why y'all's Twitter got deleted on stage, and you were like, "Oh yeah," you were like, "If it's illegal to kill Ron DeSantis, well then I'm then I'm rightfully that I was rightfully banned from Twitter." But that's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I See, hate yeah. Ron DeSantis. That guy can die in yeah. real life. I I agree. Yeah. I agree with See, you. See, he didn't institute the uh, soundless vacuum thing, and that's why he's not going to win. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, that was bad radio. Today, no I saw a... So, one of my coworkers, who I will not speak ill of, yeah. but I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> usually, he puts on the game show network mm-hmm. on the TV that's like behind the bar. Yeah. And like today, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, bro... Can we put on anything other than the Game Show Network? <laughs> so he put on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. which like it was just a marathon mm-hmm. on IFC. That uh, like IFC. yeah, I didn't know they were still a channel, but I, I think I, I, I know them for Apocalypto. Now they've pivoted to, to Parks and Rec. Yeah, 
Um, I think what they do is they like they run Parks and Rec back from the beginning, mm -hmm. like every couple months or something like that. Just mm -hmm. play that, play like a, mm -hmm. I don't know, six hour block of Parks and Rec. That's why people pay for Peacock. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. It's like they're trying to compete with one streaming service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like Parks and Rec was on, um, the episode where Leslie uh, or Ben gets Leslie to meet Joe Biden as yeah. an engagement gift. Yeah, at the White House. And yeah. I'll, I'll be real, like, I wasn't expecting that bit to age very well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it especially it's, it's so, has it now. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> She's like borderline, like, like, like she like getting wants me to sleep with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she like fucking. Is fangirling over. She does Joe everything God short of Biden. fondling his bait and tackle. Well, it's, it, like, I love yeah. that. Like that was the era of TV where, like, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. This is really funny, but like that sweet pocket of like '09 to like yeah. the early 2010s, where like all like the um everything you don't like about that one AJR album is what television yes. was, and it was like corporate Democrat yes. like shill kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. and it was like, what do I like about that <laughs> AJR <laughs> album? What you call, I don't remember what you what, said, but like, do it was you like, like something about an AJR album? <laughs> I mean, probably, I did, and yeah. I tried to get Carson to like it, and he reasonably did, and I understand why. But uh, it, do it you makes still sense. like it? Yeah, I think that, that stick to actually, your which album? It was OK Orchestra from 2021. I actually think that record's very good. Damn. There's like six songs on it that are incredible, and some of it's kind of boring, but like, uh, yeah, no. Dawson, you're a life raft to me right now, I texted Carson two days ago, and I was like, this is going to be the most IJR text you received from me, but the new Ken Mode album and the new Ed Sheeran record are fucking awesome. <laughs> and that's just Ken me in a nutshell. Ken Ed Sheeran back to I'm, back. That's just who I am, man. That's just, <laughs> that, is, that, well, is the, that is not even the full extent. I've told people before, although I found some other people, I, I I think I think I might be the only person who listens to like Ed Sheeran and like uh like this uh it's like this like East Asian collective of like like heavy like talking about artists. the huh no no it's oh, like okay. this no name band that I've been trying to show you actually I wanted to show you like later tonight oh, okay but um as like my gym workout playlist like it's like the disparity is unreal but there was that sweet spot in television where um for some reason like it was like pre Hamilton, but like all of the all of like the very like Democrat like president people and like mm -hmm. p p politicians were like basically in comedy and stuff like that. They were like all venerated as like heroes for some reason. Mm -hmm. So like one of the funniest things about Parks and Rec specifically to me is not even just Jonathan and I were talking about this the other day, Jonathan Washburn. And uh it the Joe Biden thing's really funny, but what's even funnier to me is that on her desk, Leslie Nope has a two pictures. She has a picture of Hillary Clinton and Margaret Thatcher. Oh like, next to my each other. god. Oh, <laughs> it, it's like you honestly can't write it, but it, in in a way that has aged better, but not for the reasons they intended it. You know what I mean? It's very funny, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like Harris Whittles wrote on that show and yeah. was like a R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. One of the greatest writers in television, arguably, Co comedic genius. And I think yes. there had to be some tongue in cheek with the Margaret. Oh, Thatcher that's what thing. I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there had to be like a little like okay yeah <laughs> it's like we know leslie nope Girl is a strong independent woman but it's also at the same time like the the like the extent to which they reach for it is really amazing yeah. i love that you know who harris is 
Oh, he's yeah, legendary, of course, dude. Of like he's just—he's uh, awesome. R.I.P. It, yeah, he's um, so sad he's gone. We we are gonna do a whole hour of this after the yeah. after the real podcast. So yeah. why don't we just hop into the song? Yeah. First of all, um, Ian, what is your relationship to Fallout? Boy? Oh fuck! Remember how I'm thirty? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, um, well, that's, that's so awesome. That's part of it. <laughs> um, I uh. They're one of the first favorite bands I had in this kind of space of music. Um, pre, it was pre. I, I'm 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 30, so I'm older, but I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not cool enough to have like been on the train at Take This to Your Grave. A lot of people younger than me will claim that they were, but they were in like second grade. You know mm. what I mean? And I get it, but to me, I had a really magical kind of discovery of them when they really started to blow up in the mainstream because of what um what happened with sugar we're going down mm-hmm. and just t- uh court tree in general mm-hmm. and i uh <laughs> i was in a baptist private school at the time when that album came out let's go so uh i had this friend i don't remember his name but he uh he was like the only like the token guitar kid at the private school i went to mm. which meant like the only way we could know yeah what kind of guy would ever be like that <laughs> 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 I just I just wasn't that guy even when I got into public school and joined bands yeah. they were like wait, Scott Scott Siegel and I talk about this all the time but he was that kid who was like he was like into Metallica and he had like long hair and he like brought his guitar to school and I was in oh, bands God. like learning guitar <laughs> but I was like in post hardcore bands and stuff in like ninth grade but I wasn't like I I was I didn't I almost didn't want people to know I was a musician I didn't want people to like think I was that guy and I was I was still like a nerd but um in uh in private school before that uh I knew this kid. He had like red hair, and he was like skinny and white. So I mean, yeah, it's, it was not Carson. <laughs> was Pace, it Carson? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, he would bring his guitar to school, and I thought he was really cool because he'd actually play it, and I didn't know how to play guitar. Mm. And um, I remember one day he missed school, and I thought he was sick. And uh, one of my other friends who was like, "Oh yeah, his parents like it's like his birthday, so his parents are like taking him to the masquerade to see Fallout Boy." Mm. And I was like what is that like i was like i was like what are either of those words that you said to me so i didn't know about the masquerade yet this they were playing in heaven at the old masquerade this was oh five it was insanely sold out Mm -hmm. from what i understand like i don't even remember what the tour was i couldn't tell you who the support was it would have it would have had to be on cork tree it was cork tree that's why that's why it was like so sold out was because it was so the support would have been uh motion city and uh, possibly the academy is early on uh I think that tour was later motion. Yeah, I think Academy mm-hmm. is was mm-hmm. uh, Infinity thing, but I know support on that was That's Motion right. City. Yeah, you're it right. was I Motion City because right. yeah. that. Well, I mean, it's it's just incredible to think that like <clears throat> right off of Cork Tree, they got such like such mainstream heights and like like such a commercial yeah. like mass appeal immediately that uh-huh. that was the last tour they ever did that came to the masquerade yeah that you know is I mean? crazy that's insane like off of that record and I, I love that record but like i listened to, i don't remember what episode it was but y'all mentioned like and i feel the same way i love cork tree it's like a love letter to my like you know my younger self but like yeah one i don't relate to half the songs on it two yep. i don't reach for it really i reach for infinity foley and like more recently yeah, yeah like and the- it, it's good that we're we're talking about this since mm-hmm. this song is from that record yes. i mm-hmm. i reach for specific songs weirdly enough i reach for the hits yeah dance dance yeah um you can't really call xo a hit no. but great I, song though great favorite. song yeah yeah 
Uh, I slept with someone in Fallout Boy. Um, yeah, I mean, those three are the ones I reach for the most. This as a record, though, mm-hmm. really, I've only listened to it because of the show <laughs> recently. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah I, I mean, feel bad. honestly, though, that was so on that note, Fallout Boy to me was kind of like this gateway to a lot of that world as that world was kind of starting to coalesce in the mainstream because you got to think that record was 05. The next year you had, um, or even the year before that, you had post-hardcore bands like Thursday and Thrice signing to Island Records. You had Yellow yeah. Card the year before that was on a major. Then the next year you had um, uh, Brand New was on Interscope. Seosin was yeah. on Capitol Records. You know, there was like a big, it was the last real breath of that wave of bands getting their wings in like uh, the commercial spaces. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. Fallout Boy was interesting because they were kind of that pivot point where that early fueled by pocket of bands like Panic and um, even Paramore, like that year, but they started to really blow up two years later, was uh, they were kind of like in my point in my in my mind they were like the last band to like truly cross over the way they did and then maintain the longevity they had other yeah. than maybe like Paramore and maintain the size they did because were you at that show? Which um, one? The one that just came through with Bring Me the Horizon like no. two months no. ago. Okay, I know you were because you were in Europe, but like that the um, day I left, yeah. yeah, like that. I I watched Bring Me play for Fallout Boy's crowd, thinking a substantial portion of this is probably Bring Me's crowd. There was like no walkout at Lakewood, and I mean it was packed to the brim. I have yeah. never seen more people in that arena. It was nuts, and it's like to me, I realized, wow, their staying power from the era I got into them at, with a lot of these people who are bringing their kids yeah. here, but also who are like newer fans here, mm-hmm. it's unreal. So to me, they were big gateway band, and this record gave me a reason to go dig back through and listen to "Take This to Your Grave" and uh, "Night Out with Your Girlfriend," mm-hmm. and because that was all that there was really of them, and then kind of dig into the stuff from the Chicago scene that they were into at the time. So I was like primed and ready for Infinity on High, which came out my um, my freshman year of high school. And dude, that record did it for me. That yeah. was like where I was yeah. like, oh shit, they're like they they sing really well and they have they have a song that like opens like the record the way it does and also has a breakdown in a major key like immediately after. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're just to me, they're just the prime example of what Carson and I have what our whole friendship has been founded on in regards to art, which is break like all the rules and do exactly what you want like yeah. follow your mantra so yeah no so this song to me is like one of my favorite songs from this record like i legitimately when carson said let's this is the one we're doing and i was kind of like oh but i want to do something. but like that yeah, was like yeah. nah, it's fine because like yeah. this song fucking rules so and which song is that carson oh this song is called champagne for my real friends real pain for my sham friends <laughs> and here's a snippet of and it's, it's over. over. <laughs> Look at that. We're in sync with We're it now. Yeah, that's it. awesome. Um, this song's a little weird. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted to bring that up. It's a little uh, strange. It starts in one key, mm-hmm. it, and then it decides to just be exactly. another one. <laughs> it's like one of the first things, it's literally. In, like, it's in one, one of my and then another. The first thing is main riff different from everything in different key. <laughs> well, yeah. and uh, there's a video where Joe, Joe Walsh is talking about... Uh, Joe life's Biden. been good mm-hmm. yeah he's talking about joe biden he's talking about life's been good and he's mm-hmm. like uh i had this riff i can't do joe walsh but i'm, yes. gonna, I'm gonna try <laughs> yeah i had this riff and um uh and then i had this thing and those are two different keys mm-hmm. and then 
but it's just in there. Life's been good is an eight minute song, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, and like in that context, it you don't really notice how jarring like the different keys are because mm-hmm. that song is, starts in one key, goes mm-hmm. to another key, goes to another key very quickly. Yeah. Um, this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it kind of feels like putting like when you're a kid you're putting garage band loops together and you're like yeah. you're like it's the same tempo so it yeah. works like yeah. why would it not work i don't right. understand yeah um and then the chorus is also like very different from mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. um, and even within the chorus the melodies change a lot yeah and i really like that that's just that's a big thing that draws me to them and to other artists there's like yeah. four hooks on this song which is yeah. which is pretty cool yeah. i think the interesting thing about um, all of the different components of the song and how different they all are is mm-hmm. you don't really notice that they're all so different until the chorus ends and it goes back to that first yeah. riff. Until you're, on a, until you're on a Fall Out Boy <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the the first time I listened to this song today, I was like, mm-hmm. like the, the chorus hit and then the main riff came back and I was like, and all right, like, that's... what? Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like f- going from... The main riff to the verse to the pre-chorus to the chorus, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty seamless. And then yeah. you reset it, and it's like and it, it's all buck wild. It's almost like getting slapped, <laughs> right? And that's that's honestly one of the things that like I think it's a. I got really lucky growing up in the era of music I did right before I started my first band because that established a precedent. So there was um, an episode I remember Dawson where you kind of voiced how I feel about pop punk really well, where it's like it's like you don't hate it but it typically has to be mixed with something else where mm-hmm. it's like you have to like you kind of it doesn't really do anything for you because it's just kind of one-dimensional that's kind of how i always felt about stuff in those spaces and like i agreed with what carson said too about like about um i love bands like newfound glory but newfound glory is essentially like wh- what did you say i don't remember how would you what would you describe newfound glory like same, same era of band but like did i did i call them a band that sounds like a pixie stick or something no no you called called it like it was like essentially like not corporate pop punk but like something like uh oh well that was a keegan bradford thing who who said like fallout boy was the cream of the crop but like newfound glory was the band that you could potentially be right like newfound glory was attainable newfound glory to me was like i thought they were really cool for like what they did in those earlier eras like and this will all make sense like the way i'm like juxtaposing i know like it's like i know i like to we're on a podcast with you it's gonna take forever brooks pointed out that 80 percent of what i said like what i say in daily conversation is prefaces and he's right (laughs) yeah and the other 10 percent is tangents so (laughs) somewhere in there there's like a 0.5 percent that's the point and i get to it eventually i'm good at closing all the tabs Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Um, Newfound Glory was one of those bands that kind of established like it was cool that they hadn't really bands in hardcore because they came from like hard, like hardcore and like straight edge hardcore and spaces like that. But they kind of established the whole what if we took this kind of like stylistic thing with music, we made it major key and we wrote songs like Britney Spears style songs, but in the vein of like the music we came from. And I thought that was really cool instead of trying to just rip off Blink-182. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the model they created and the bands that followed after that never interested me. I liked them. I liked some of the bands that came in their wake, like set your goals and like a day to remember in their earlier years. But like, I wasn't really a fan of like that wave of like what people call like easy core, but fallout mm. boy early on, they established a precedent for me that was like, every single second like matters as like you're listening to the song and it's mm-hmm. like punch after punch yeah don't waste time with the music 
at all. Like yeah. it's like even when you're like when there's when there is just music and no lyrics happening, you're excited to get to that point because you're pointing it out to your friend when you're showing them the card. And they're like, and dude, and then they go back to this riff, and then they have this riff that sounds like there's... Ignorance by Paramore, which came out six years later. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. it does. You know the second riff, the little. I always think about that now in retrospect. I don't. I don't. I didn't hear Ignorance and think. When it came oh, out, real, real, and think, yeah. oh, it sounds like Fallout Boy. Now I go back to Fallout Boy, and I'm like, oh, oh that yeah. sounds like. Well, it's kind of when yeah. I was on the drive here, I was listening to it again. I was like, man, I forgot how much I love this song. It's like it's yeah, dope, no. like and it kind of has those qualities. That you know? is a, and I think when I'm talking about not reaching for this record, I think part of that is I used to reach for it a lot when yeah. I was in you know middle school, right? Um. This one, honestly, probably more than Foley and Infinity when that when I was that age. I think you got to have some years on you to mm-hmm. to get into the others. But um, oh yeah, I guess you probably were listening to those while they were all out. Like they were all like, no, yeah. I was there for the Infinity rollout and for the Foley rollout. Mm-hmm. I was a fan by then, mm-hmm. um, because as I've told on this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. thanks for the memories came out as a single, yeah. and then I was like. Oh shit! There's gonna be more music. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was like kind of the first album rollout I was ever like a part of. Yeah, um, that's cool. That yeah, was a cool time to be a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of there for Cursive's Happy Hollow rollout. Oh wow! But I don't think I really understood mm-hmm. that Cursive was like not a band full of people who made a million dollars like <laughs> yeah you thought um, they were like celebrities i thought cursive was like a big band yeah, yeah. yeah i thought, thought cursive were, like, was like the biggest play. band yeah. in the world can can real quick can you make sure that that second mic is it's it's going it's going yeah yeah it's going i just saw dawson's I was like, my waveform is just dawson's waveform is always very thin yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah i mean so I reached for this one a lot because I think it was like these were songs that I could very easily replicate on a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like there's a lot more going on with Infinity and Foley yeah. uh, instrumentally. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't know. Too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know anything about that shit yet. So mm-hmm. um, for me, it's it's just that like I reached for this so much. This song, too, like I think that this song was pretty big for me as far as writing choruses go. Mm-hmm. Um and also, like, the lyrical themes of, like, the song being about the band. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. sort of about the band. Yeah. We talk about that a lot, how Fall Out Boy has, yeah. like, different y'all, types of songs. Well, and this also, is... and y'all talked about how this is one of those songs that falls into them writing about fame. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for well, sure. What, I don't remember what the thing you said was. It was, like, they have, like, a song where it's, like, we brought all the kids to the show and, like, or yeah. we're afraid everyone's gonna leave the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's, there's. Look at all these people we brought to the show. Yeah. Oh my god, what if all of them leave? Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. dude. This, those this, type this of songs. one, this one's in that weird middle ground where they're like saying, "We don't do this to bring people to the show, but we're happy you came." You know. Uh, and then the, yeah. uh, I've, I've classified the horny songs into two new ones, by the way, oh, which good. is, Let's hear it, yeah. which is, God, it would be awesome to fuck, <laughs> is one, and the other is. <laughs> It would be awesome to fuck, but I am just going to jerk off. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. The one. beginning yeah. of this has a little bit of that because it, it's bit, like uh, yeah. like I'm just the bed sheets on your. Uh, oh wait, what's the exact line? I have? I'm just the covers I'm on just top the covers of your on bed. Top of your yeah, because yeah. he says that, and it's like literally reminiscent of like five or six songs earlier on the record, like Unsugar. We're gonna yeah, like, I'm just a notch in your bedpost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, 
Which, yeah. by the way, <laughs> Sugar We're Going Down played at work the other day because uh-huh. uh, at at my job we run the mm-hmm. music from like mm-hmm. connecting Spotify to our phones. Like yeah. it's not Bluetooth, but it's that thing where you can mm-hmm. control Spotify. Yeah. So uh, one playlist that is my go-to when I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm going to play in the restaurant yeah. is this playlist that my friend Max Hutchins created called mm-hmm. White People Are In My Car. <laughs> <laughs> and Sugar We're Going Down song. It's a 500-hour yeah. playlist of the best <laughs> white people songs. White people are in my car. You go, you go and look at it, and it's just 400 hours of Mr. Brightside, and then it's when we were young. <laughs> it's actually only 13. <laughs> when you were young. It's only 13 hours, but that's a, still oh, a lot. Still, yeah. Um, Anyway, more than enough time. It's five hours of Mr. Brightside and an hour of when you were young. That's right. Uh, So Sugar We're Going Down plays. And I finally understood the notch in your bedpost and you're just a line in a song line. I was like, oh, "Oh, shit, that's mean as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Not only that, the second the second verse on that one, I know it's not even about this. This is not even the song we're talking about. But it's like, Ryan. Okay, so we covered that song recently. Um, ABCL did. Yeah, no, it was, it's it's been awesome. We've been doing it a couple times just for fun, and we played at this place like a couple weeks ago where we were like, for the first time ever, I played my first like for entertainment gig where we were like hired to play at the Works ATL for like forty five minutes, and I was mm. like, well, our set's oh, like weird. a half hour long, so we got to play some covers and we got paid really well. So I was like, yeah, this is fun. We played with some band from Nashville who hired us, and it was oh, cool. okay, it was fun. But a lot of lot of parents there who were like older than me or like my age with a lot of babies. So we were like, oh yeah, we know our crowd. So we whipped out like Mr. Brightside and uh, Sugar We're Going Down and Yellow by Coldplay. Amazing. Um, yeah, I've mentioned Amazing. Coldplay three times on this Fallout Boycott podcast. Let's see. How uh, many honestly, honestly, not as many as I thought you would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought we'd worry. be at. Seven we're not done now. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, we played it. And there was one point we were practicing it, and I mean, we like honestly, we like crushed it. I'm like honestly really proud of Ryan, like kind of like yeah. doing that. I think that's something. But we stopped at one point, and he was like, "Dude, the second verse of this song is like, how fucking weird is it that he's saying?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was it's, like, it's yeah. weird <laughs> like, stuff, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, wishing to be the friction in your jeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the other song. I'm uh, farting. Are you farting or are you just no, adjusting it's, 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 in the chair? Okay, all right. No, if I was farting, you'd smell it. I just okay. ate Chipotle. If I was farting, you'd know. Yeah. Um, the friction in your jeans. Bro. I was trying to chafe her. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to chafe I'm my watching lady. you two from the closet. The band U2. <laughs> I'm watching you. T- I'm watching Mr. Beast from the closet. I'm watching you two, but I haven't come out yet. I'm watching Bono from the closet. <laughs> He is wishing to be the friction in his leather jeans. He's downloading his album to everyone's phones again. <laughs> that was one of the craziest times of my entire life. I, I like you be- two <laughs> overall. Not their yeah. recent stuff, but like. Dude, Actung Baby. Yeah, Actung Baby and uh, Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree. Yeah. Those two are goaded. Yeah. Fucking. Um, Did you like un- War? War's really good too. War's fucking awesome. I, w- I went through. Um, this is actually part of why this podcast started mm-hmm. was. I remember. Yeah, on Twitter, I just yeah. did a discog dive on you t- about you two, mm-hmm. and then the Fallout Boy one. Carson mm-hmm. was like, "We could start a podcast about this," and I was like, "Are yeah. you capping?" And then he wasn't. <laughs> I was not capping. <laughs> and I then it turns out this was capping. not a jest. This was not a jest. But yeah. um, I was proud of you for digging back into that because, like, a lot of people are so hesitant with you two, and they're like not willing to give them a chance. And I was like, Dawson might be the most objective listener I've ever met of music just for doing this. Well, not really, because my dad <laughs> listened to you two. Oh, like he, you two's oh, like his favorite you, band. You two guy. My dad yeah, he loves you two. My father-in-law is too. 
It's not my dad. It's I'm not also my dad. dad I'm a dad, and I love YouTube. Whoa, the oh, cycle crazy. continues. Maybe I, gotta <laughs> have Maybe I have to I'm have a child the... to get YouTube then. I, I promise you it just Have takes... you listened to Joshua Tree? I listen to all of them, yeah. My okay. uncle is a really, really big YouTube fan. Something about it, like, you, you don't... Um, U2 is one of those bands where, like, you hear about how fucking big for their britches they were mm -hmm. back in the day. And it's like, I don't get it. It's just U2. And then, like, once yeah. you get Joshua Tree, mm -hmm. it's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. We wrote with or without you. Yeah. Fuck you. Or even <laughs> just, we opened the record with Where the Street Has Have No Name with that 6-4 loop and mm -hmm. then just swung into, like, the biggest, like, verse ever. Mm -hmm. With the longest use of like one chord until changing to the second chord. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like they they fucking Edge genuinely revolutionized how people play guitar, and it's fucked up music. that it, in worship music and in yes. a band called Love. <laughs> um, but he he created so many copycats. Yeah, and it's like fucked up that U two is as influential as they are. Yeah. But it's also fucked up how good some of their records are. Yeah, and they're kind of one of those bands where they're like, honestly, I think this applies to Fall Out Boy too to kind of like tie it back into this. But like, we got there. they um <laughs> they they really like <laughs> I know sorry I'd be for real I was waiting yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, they they uh they're kind of that band where it's like even if they continue to put out mid for the rest of their time recording it kind of doesn't matter and like i think they should try obviously with every all the resources and time they have but they I don't really like they have to trying. if they want don't want to because it's like they have the records that made them as like seminal and influential as they are and like to me personally like i i did feel that way about fallout boy up until the most recent record like it's like up until so much for stardust i was kind of like i do i actually do like those records so don't quote mm -hmm. me as not liking post reunion but like I was I not, Ian. It's fan. okay for you not to like. Something. Yeah, Ian. We no. don't. Like I don't like mania. <laughs> I can say I, don't, I know that the, I know the joke is that I like most things. Here's the thing. Yeah, I don't like mania, and I don't like parts of save rock and roll. I don't like but, any okay. of that album. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like a few songs on that record. I do think American Beauty, American Psycho is pretty good. Like, but it's not my favorite, and so much for Stardust is the best thing. Yeah. I just think it's really funny that you broached that topic, like, being like, guys, guys, I, listen, <laughs> it's, don't kill me for not liking Mania when we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're we like, fucking yeah. hate that album. <laughs> I mean, I keep listening to it for some reason. What's I'm like addicted to the Mania listen. <laughs> yeah. I, cause I like, love, I just... <laughs> Do you know how many times? Do you know how many times you could have listened to that new Underscores record so many times? I didn't know about it until today. <laughs> how about that, motherfucker? <laughs> um, I well, now I'm thinking about it, and in a way, that Underscores record is sort of Don't the mania of this year. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't you dare way. compare that record to way. Mania. I love, I love how much y'all love Stay Frosty Royal Milk Tea. Shut the fuck up. That was one of my favorite <laughs> things. Oh, my Lord, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, mm -hmm. there's something about, and let's tie this back into the album that we're talking yeah, about. and the song. Specifically. And the song. Yeah. There are parts of this record that other people like and I don't mm -hmm. like today. For example, when we did I've Got a Dark Alley and a mm -hmm. Bad Idea, mm -hmm. that when we did that one, mm -hmm. I don't really understand people enjoying that song. 
I think it's pretty boring. I think it's like a little, there's a little malaise on that one. It's like mm-hmm. a little just uh, am I using that word correctly or no? I don't think you are. That's okay. whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Um, it's very like trudgy and like boring. But mm-hmm. there are other people. That's their favorite Fallout Boy song, mm-hmm. and I get it. Yeah, I get it. With Mania, mm. <sighs> fuck me. <laughs> I listen to it, uh-huh. and I am genuinely befuddled mm-hmm. at how somebody could not just enjoy it, mm-hmm. but call it their favorite, favorite yeah. Fallout Boy album. That, that I will never understand because they're not. They're not. <laughs> I I really don't think it's me being an old man. No, yeah, I really no, I don't. Yeah, because there is stuff that is weirder Mm -hmm. than that in the pop space that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Hundred Gex Mm -hmm. uh, underscores fucking breakins like there's stuff that is of that ilk that that I really like stuff is really, really unquestionably good by most people's standards. I mean, well, I don't know about Gex. But break-ins. Is yeah, physically. okay, all right. Well, then let's go with the most most subversive one. Yeah. I love 100 Gats. There you go. Yeah, that's a good and, point, yeah. And I just... Yeah. Mania's not fucking good, man. Mm, like, yeah. it's just bad. Yeah. All the Mania truthers in our mentions are putting their heads in their hands. I love... I, I love... I love... Because we've had this conversation, like, before recently on, on a yeah, recent yeah. episode. <laughs> like, it goes pretty much exactly like this, and yeah. I imagine... <laughs> all, yeah. of, all of our listeners who love Mania are like, God damn it, not again. Not again yeah. <laughs> I love Fallout Boy Stan Twitter because it's mostly like it's a lot of the worst takes you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a lot of people who are like the same people that love the Taylor Swift broke up with Maddie Healy, who are like saying, God admit like like they'll they'll see that Fallout Boy plays one mania song on their set list and they like refer to like mania with like she her pronouns are like oh my god like the visibility for her is so great on this tour and it's like <laughs> one song it's, so it's amazing <laughs> hilarious she's getting the respect she deserves and it's just like a picture of like the pope holding up mania <laughs> that's god. awesome it's amazing uh, sorry i'm not trying to call y'all no out. no, no. it's okay funny. no it's okay uh let's uh if you if you participate in that behavior on Fallout Boy stand Twitter. We don't have anything against. There's you. a lot of people. We, that like that we all love the same. Band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are Mania Truthers. Yeah. yeah. And like, good. I there are like Patreon subscribers who are Mania Truthers, yeah. and that's fine. And that's fine. And I love you. Yeah. Thank as long as we have, Carson's like, but you're wrong. <laughs> as long as we have a mutual understanding that you will never convince us, and we will never convince you. That's true. Yeah. Um, but let's uh on that note though like the, the you said earlier and this is a big one for me because this is one of the reasons i like a lot of the newer stuff but it's more prevalent on not only the pre-hiatus stuff but on so much for stardust um the number of hooks and the number of vocal melodies that this thing has mm-hmm. like this is gonna be a weird i think i've told you about this carson i can't remember but i know i've like I've told like a bunch of people who I've worked with in songwriting or just something like that. But like, I, um, I've always loved songs and I'm just not, not even like me being like a music nerd or like liking songwriting and the craft of it so much. It's more like I have always been naturally drawn to really well-written songs that use 
like three or four distinct melodies, even within the same chorus, within the same pre-chorus, within the same verse. Mm-hmm. And the rule I always use when I'm writing like a, a song with someone, I'm like, I want this to be a good song. I, if, even if it's conventional in song structure, I don't want it to be boring and just like, mm-hmm. here's the verse, here's the drop, here's the chorus. Like even some of my own songs have had that where I'm like, I like what, what I made, but I'm like, uh, we could use more variety in the vocal melodies. And, um, the rule I always use is the part of your world, like from the little mermaid, like literally that song. Cause that song has four extremely distinct melodies that all get stuck in your head yeah. that are so good. And the Disney songwriters who wrote that absolutely fucking just went in on that song. It's insane. Fallout boy in this particular Sound space, like Jordan Peterson on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> about the little mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. But like, it's like, she's I, a little girl and she wants to be a human. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> start crying. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, and I'm just like, like single tear. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, I I enjoy the um the variety in this song so much. Specifically, just like in the second half of the se- of the chorus, it's like it's mm-hmm. such a cool like earworm of like th- even just the pre the first pre chorus is like it's so different from the rest of it. Yeah. And it goes to that weird chord, like the Hillsong controversial fifth chord. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like that kind of stuff was so prevalent in their early work. And I mean, honestly stayed with them through Foley that like, that was what set a precedent for me early on. It's like, I don't want music to be boring and I don't want songs to be like this cookie cutter, ABAV thing. Mm-hmm. And they were just masters of, even if it was conventional, breaking it up not only with the riffage but like with the variety of melodies and like i know half of that by this point in their career was like patrick because pete was writing yeah. a lot of those but patrick it was really mostly a 50 50 split between the two of them was yeah. like because um i'm talking about the melodies specifically but i'm like I, you, you probably yeah know, i'm not sure about well that. yeah you yeah. know yeah. um like musically from what i understand pete had an idea of what he wanted the vibe to be right uh, not necessarily to match the lyrics, but just like what he heard in his yeah. head. And Patrick would just kind of execute it and extrapolate off of that. Yeah, for um, sure. And then Joe didn't really start writing until post hiatus. Like, That's they, crazy. Yeah, they, they, there's an interview recently where Patrick's talking about Joe's like, uh, near exit from the band mm-hmm. uh, recently where yeah. he's like, where he's like, we came back from hiatus and joe's like this full-fledged writer and mm-hmm. we just like weren't ready mm-hmm. for it he's like i wasn't ready to give up control for that yeah um so uh you know a- anyway but at this point instrumentally the way that they do the way that they pick chords and the way that they have like melodies around those chords is really fucking weird mm-hmm. like from a little bit on this album too fully mm-hmm. there's some stuff where you're just like that is such a weird thing mm-hmm. to go to that's yeah. such a weird pick even especially B-sides. harmonies wise even like, all the way to the b-sides right before they broke up like from here on we're enemies like it's like they'll do like the open drop d minor thing the a yeah. thing and then the g chord the little diminished chord and then rise yeah. fall like it's like all that kind of stuff was on we're this song serious nerd territory now mm-hmm. this yeah it's awesome all that stuff is like on this song yeah years before that song existed before foley or any of that and it's cool because it's like you can pick all the cool like structural nuances that make the song cool yeah um like in terms of even just i love that like for the verses andy's playing like open hi-hat like the entire time it's it's so like boneheaded but like (laughs) it's it's cool it's very like almost like almost dave girl it's not quite as like thrashy but like um 
I love that like with all the structural stuff like you're saying it's like it's genuinely very weird and very colorful in a way it's like it's almost like you have like a burger and then you eat cotton candy and then you chase yeah, that yeah, yeah. with like zucchini like that's what it feels yeah. like yeah you know all I mean? in the span of 17 seconds <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which has been done by Joey Chestnut. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to lyrics. Yeah. Um, Dawson, what stuck out to you lyrically? Um, definitely. Uh, goodness, I forgot everything that has ever uh, touched my ears. You're before. so awesome. <laughs> You're so dope. I'm sure it's not everything. Every single thing that I've ever heard, I've forgotten in this very moment. Um, we only do it for the scars and stories, not the fame. Yeah. Um, There's the fame line. Yeah, just yeah. classic Fallout Boy. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, we're big, but fuck you about it. <laughs> that was the line I was referencing when I was like, this is that sweet middle ground territory of their, like, we're not doing it to bring people to the show. But like, yeah. 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 Well, th- this is, but, yeah. I think this is kind of a, <laughs> it sort of falls into the look how back we are category. Yeah. A little bit. Because yeah. it's like, we're already famous and all yeah. that, even though they weren't. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's there's also this element of like um like predicting what you'll have to do when you're famous. Yeah. Like yeah. the pre chorus is I think about uh, I think like about dating somebody for press. Mm-hmm. Uh that's what I read the pre chorus mm-hmm. as at least. We're friends just because we move units. We're friends just because we move mm-hmm. units. That doesn't yeah. feel like it's about the band. Yeah. yeah like that... at least having like famous acquaintances that you are seen publicly with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It sounds like one of Pete's girlfriends. Brendan Yuri. Brendan Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny about that line? I love I love that line too, but like the um the uh the the phrase moving units like about selling records like that being a euphemism mm-hmm. for that i didn't yeah. know what that meant at the time and i didn't know what that meant for so long until the first time i went to glow in the dark and i don't know if you remember but in the glow in the dark like kitchen when there was in that studio there were the two bathrooms on either side yeah. of the coffee yeah and how one of them had the little man on it that just said it had like the picture of the toilet the little toilet man like from the bathroom door and it said move it said in quotation marks with a I like how you called him the toilet man. I called him the little toilet man. The little toilet you know? man. What would you do if there was like, a tiny You know that you know that you know that, you know that Mumf- <laughs> you know you know that Mumford and Son song's little toilet man? Yeah, exactly. You, you know you know that you know that AJJ song Small Toilet Boy? <laughs> I love how much that genuinely tickled Carson. That got me. But there Sorry. was there was the yeah. little toilet man, and then there was like a label maker with just all caps and quotation marks that said "moving units." Yeah, moving. And units, I and yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's the Fallout Boy reference song. Not right. realizing it was a yeah. YouTube visit for selling records. <laughs> and I pointed out, I think I, I, it wasn't Goldman. I pointed out to it was someone there. And Goldman I was would like, have cooked you. Oh, for I it. know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I know it wasn't him because he would have absolutely just roasted the shit out of me for it. But um, I pointed out, I'm like, ah, oh, someone's a fallout boy here. Huh? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, the, the move, like, because we move units. And, like, I didn't even remember which song he was on. They're like, you know, it just means, like, selling records. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that, that song makes so much more sense. <laughs> Did you just think they were just, like, I was fucking I was, like, talking 19, about Minecraft yeah. or yeah. something? I didn't know what so it funny. meant. I was Holy like, shit, oh, man. like, because we move units. I was like, it's like, are you talking about, like, his bowel movements? Because this is, like, on the door to the bathroom. <laughs> Because we damn. move units, like oh yeah, we we push we boxes around. We, <laughs> we move units like units of feces out my butt. Like yeah, that's exactly. what I thought it meant for a second. <laughs> I was awesome. like, oh, someone's a fallout boy. We're fan. friends just because we take big shits. 
that what I she this, thought I that this was? Would get, I knew this would get a good response from y'all, but this is better than what I hoped for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, any standout lines, Carson? Uh, I feel like we should ask the guest that next. Ian, no. any standout lines? Oh, okay. I mean, okay, no, I'll go. No, Ian, shut yeah, the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, shut your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, I really love the backless back black dress because it's like because yeah. it's like such <laughs> a it's, like it's a such alliteration, a yeah. yeah alliteration which is fun backless, backless black dress, back, black dress yeah. soaked to the skin um when it's said and done they're all scrambling and we're friends we're friends just because we move units mm-hmm. um the genie sanitation on uh with your backless black dress god that is hard to say yeah backless mm-hmm. black dress okay when you're singing it it's easier yeah. um muscle memory uh the genie sanitation on this one is uh the backless black dress is being worn by this girl who is the distraction from life the dress was probably worn by her on a date or at a bar and is soaked to the skin because of the sweat from the steamy things he's doing with her (laughs) no comments on that one you read it like an erotica novel who else loves a good clothes on fucking that's that's the takeaway I'm getting from this line. I love a good clothes on. I'll be real. Um, the annotation on and we're friends, we're friends just because we move units is uh, and the absolute only reason why he is even associated with this woman is because he is part of a famous, successful rock band. She's a groupie. Oh, it says that in the thing. Oh, wow. She's yeah. a groupie. Oh, you say that in parentheses. Nope. Uh, no. That would have been funny. It was just another With an sentence. exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> That's even better. Actually. What you what you got, Ian? Um, y'all took both of mine, so but Let's oh, go. but that's yeah, fine. Fuck you. I I actually do love. I actually really do love. At least everyone is trying. Everyone is shining. Everyone deserves the flames, but it's such a shame. Just like for the chorus. Like first of all, that melody fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, like I do like kind of like almost the appeal to earnestness that's there not to sound like a pretentious like film critic but it's like or to sound like maddie healy with that word but like yep. um it's like one of those things where it's like it's i love when you sound like maddie healy especially when you're super racist especially when especially when you're saying when you're slurs super <laughs> hey hey hey! they cut him off and they start it's not living if it's not with you <laughs> yeah, 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 he's, yeah he's not racist anymore it's his not band a racist him. thing yeah <laughs> Adam hand stopped it. no but I I really like that I like I like that at least everyone is trying everyone is shining line I like what he's denoting I like everyone deserves the flames but it's such a shame and like kind of like the weird like not dichotomy what's the word I'm looking for kind of like the um moral quandary that they find themselves at in a lot of the songs about fame like where it's like yeah. kind of like that's kind of what it's highlighting a little bit this is le- this is more for the melody because I'm a sucker for melodies and less because of the line but um you know how like the right when the second verse starts with the, the make make my ears hurt like just mm-hmm. it has like the make major cadence that make that major cadence hurt. is so sweet and so cool like i love the line but like it's not necessarily i think this is a good example of like them making the music make the line interesting yeah as mm. opposed to the line itself standing on its own two feet can we talk about this this is the first time we've had a wordy song in a while Yes. Yeah. Like a lot of our songs on this recently have been like very simple, cut to the point, great lyrics, but there's not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking words in this song. Yeah. Also, I love you. They say you want a war. You've got a war, but who are you fighting for? 
Mm-hmm. And like, um, and then the tides out, the ships run aground, we drown, traitors in shallow water. Which that last part gets kind of almost so like hard. <laughs> like it's like it's very like we drown traitors in shallow water. It's almost it's not a million miles away from like the good to know. If I ever need attention, all I need to do is die from Dejan Tondu. Like that kind of like we hold the mic. Yeah. Get bring the mic a little closer to your face. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. I forgot how seven bees work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I like the dark imagery, but specifically just you want a war, you've got a war, but who are you fighting for? I like wrote that on like a notebook of mine once, like in high school. Oh, I'm pretty sure I see You know what yeah. I mean? Like, cause yeah. I just, it's just, it's so cool. And like, I think you already said already, but like the whole chorus in general, strike us like matches cause everyone deserves a plan. We'd only do it for scars. The story is not the, the, the whole chorus is like, it's a classic case of what I love about them and just good songwriting where you, it's like even though you're not getting all the full breadth of all the goodness of the verses, you have the nice thesis statement and point in the verses mm-hmm. or in the choruses. I mean, like mm-hmm. where in that fucking rules, especially when the melodies are like as good as that. Um, I also love I love anything like it's 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 a cliche that hasn't been as done to death as some of the big rock cliches like save me from myself or you have the worst of me or shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like uh, I enjoy the yeah. huh? Wait, what? Is someone getting the best of you. <laughs> yeah, there's someone getting the best of the best. Yeah. Or or uh or what is it? Uh you stab me in the back. Yeah. Um, like uh no, but like the I love the striking matches imagery whenever it's used well, and this is another case of like it's used well, but also the melodies are helping it out a lot. Yeah. The yeah. whole song is like I mean it's just rich. Like it's not it's not like in my top ten of theirs lyrically, but it's a pretty solid example of even the stuff that like I don't always reach for is like banger like yeah. songwriting, especially in back like, in this era because yeah. like um even on the songs that I'm not a fan of in this era like there's usually something lyrically going on that i that i'm drawn to or that i think is interesting Mm -hmm. and so like that makes the songs that i do like even better yeah honestly i think with this record it was kind of an era where there was like for them it was kind of like i i don't want to say it was quite like make or break for them it probably was but it's like this was them on what island records was this like was, was they were major? yeah at this point it was. at this no, point no, 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 no. They, island was the it was like next island one. death this jam is, right this is still this is still fueled by ramen was it yeah mm-hmm. this I is still fueled was, by yeah. Yeah. oh wow okay i thought they were on island Sorry. for this one yeah. no they're on island for the next two six yeah six that's crazy they were still that on I, island I, I thought their yeah. island days over i thought their island days overlapped with thrice and thursdays um but uh this was that weird space for them where I think that they were like, let's just cram an album full of like as much as we can. That's us. So for them at the time, it was as wordy as the songs could get as witty as the songs could get. That is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically like, we might not be able to do this again. And, they didn't know how right they were about this with the way the state of the music industry was at that time. Cause the real big clincher with like, um, cd sales and stuff with major labels dropping these alternative bands that they signed at the boom of it in 03 and 04 really started to happen the year the couple of years following this record but i definitely you can almost feel like they were like thinking we um even down to just the naming of our lawyer even just Mm -hmm. even just down to the naming of that song this almost felt like they were saying we don't know if someone's going to give us money to make a record like this again yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, think about what yeah. that record budget must have been. So, to me, the whole record has always felt like this really interesting, like, sandwich of, like, everything they could think of doing at the time. So, that's why I think it's so Where, wordy uh, and so colorful. Not only that, but, like, it's everything that – it's everything that they are as a band. And then, like, I would call Dance Dance, like, one of the 
like obviously huge hit from this album. Oh yeah. Very strange song. Mm-hmm. Very strange eclectic song yeah. on this record though. Like I mean mm-hmm. and it's uh it's interesting to like think about how like that is other than sugar Dance Dance is probably the biggest song from this record. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to think that this song and Dance Dance live on the same record because mm-hmm. Dance yeah. Dance is this like dark weird fucking song with tempo changes and mm-hmm. like it's all so dark it's mm-hmm. and like I, it's nuts it's it, like, can nuts we also observe so how cool. that one has it's as catchy and as like poppy as we know it being it has like basically borderline like gothenburg metal riffs in the yeah. verses you know yeah. what i mean like just the the way yeah, it's it moves crazy yeah what it's I, it's very cool yeah there's like trem picking in that song yeah. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> um anyway uh we will now move on to the Reddit. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I can imagine that the Reddit has good things to say about the this Reddit song. loves this song. Wow. Um, Who could have seen that coming? Muffin Man uh, 0002 from one year ago. His favorite record is Infinity on High. Um, he asks, Amp settings for champagne for my real fan- friends? Real pain for my sham friends? <laughs> Does anyone know the amp settings for champagne for my real pa- friends? Real pain for my sham friends? I own a Fender Champion 20. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that rocks. That's it's so awesome. Good. I hate to say it. You're probably not going to get the same tone out of that. Yeah. Don't tell him that. Um, I don't think he's listening. <laughs> to pers- <laughs> Personally, I don't think he's listening to this podcast. Oh, uh, recently, this was on the list of songs that they had never played live. Do we know if this was an eight ball song anywhere? I'd I think it was. Let maybe. I feel I feel like I heard that it was. I feel like everything that wasn't like on the set list was at some point. Uh, not entirely true because... Um, a lot of Mania songs still haven't been... A lot of Mania songs Those still haven't happen. been played. Uh, a lot Those of, aren't Fallout Boy songs. A lot of so, right. so Much for Stardust hasn't been played. Really? That's true, yeah. So good right now. They still haven't played the title track. That w- that me. Which is, that, was, that is fucked up. I, I, I will... I'm not gonna complain about our set list because we got from here on we're enemies i'm so mad at you dude (laughs) for the first time in history like uh i hate you yeah i don't want to talk about it or from now on we're enemies i said from here on a fake fan but um, yeah um, it's almost like it's my favorite song and not yours it's my favorite song it's my favorite song it's literally the song i wanted to come on this podcast for but i'm still happy you're gonna (laughs) no but like I, i will not complain but that was, but I will say, title track of so much for Stardust was the one song when Kelsey and I walked away from it. We we're like, if they had just closed with that song, like it would yeah. have been perfect. Yeah, it was like I, closing with Saturday was cool, but like we've seen it. Can I can I propose a theory? What I think so much for Stardust is going to be the last song Fallout Boy ever plays. Oh, I could see it, especially like reprising the "Give Up What You Love" line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. What would you trade the pain for? We're gonna have to wait a while for that to happen. Then it seems. Yeah, because oh, they wait dude, to listen they've to that ne- song I don't later. think they've ever been more successful than they currently are, which is nuts I'm, to think. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna push back on that. Uh, <laughs> really? Oh no, I'm. I might agree with Ian on that one. Yeah, really? being at that tour, that was bigger than them at their peak during Infinity on High and Foley. Like that was bigger. Even like the Honda Civic tour, I think it was bigger because it was like I mean, think how big Lakewood is. It was like Lakewood's huge. The brim. I'm serious when I say I thought there was going to be like okay, a third of this crowd's leaving after hearing Horizon. No one. Like I mean, if it was, it was like twelve people maybe. 
that left. Yeah. No walkout. Yeah. I, I have like pictures of it. I took so many you and pictures I, of just the crowd. You and I saw Bring Me play a pretty packed amphitheater yeah. last year. Too, well, yeah, we saw so. them at Amaris. That was huge. And we've seen Fall Out Boy play at the Hella Mega Tour. We saw them at Truist Park. Together. That's right. And they yeah. and to be honest with you, that was not a very full show apart from no, the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was walkout after Fallout Boy. There, there was, was still a lot of people there for Green Day, but there was a lot of walkout after Fallout Boy. I don't. I still don't know. I I still don't know if I buy that this is the most successful they've ever been because like when because like fucking centuries hit mm-hmm. with America when like that whole mm-hmm. album like centuries and Uma Thurman were like both on the Hot 100. Oh sure, but yeah, th- but, but this this is measuring when, two different if, things. If you're talking think, yeah. ticket sales. Yeah, ticket like, sales probably. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm now. talking about. Yeah, if, if, yeah. and like, that's the overall only success that actually matters. Yeah, yeah so. let's let's if like for just for the sake of the let's argument, define what we mean by success. yeah. Let's so for the for the sake of the <laughs> argument at a band of their size, like let's measure it just in dollar amount they actually earn. Whatever whatever residuals they get from Uma Thurman and Centuries, which is a lot. Like let's not pretend like they don't get yeah. something from that. The label still makes a solid majority of that. Mm-hmm. If even if it's like. A 60 40 split they might even get the majority split who knows it's fallout boy but you also like, you know like you also got to think about like they have this whole generation of fans that got into them because of centuries yeah and they were probably too young to go to shows until the so much for stardust rollout yeah that was you know the case I mean? they they said during the show they were like, "How many people? How many of y'all have never uh, have seen Fallout Boy before? How many times this is your first time seeing Fallout Boy?" And like, dude, I mean, like, I mean, not quite half, but like a solid chunk. It was like hands roaring, and this is a really cool thing to see. So many of those kids, who I mean, were like kids, if not like maybe people who are like adults who were like your age or maybe a little bit older were in the pit like so they yeah. like clearly saved money or their parents bought it for them or whatever but they're like up front up close and personal in lakewood to see fallout boy that close for the first time and they're like freaking yeah. out this is their first time seeing yeah. them no yeah it's, it's like what happened with my chem last year as far as ticket sales go i completely agree with you right but that's what i'm saying and it's like it, even if you're measuring ticket sales against like if you're talking about the money made from ticket sales like the aggregate of that versus the aggregate of the residuals they get even even if you are weighing centuries and uma thurman and any of the big singles from like save rock just you know songs know what you did in the dark there's the ticket sales alone probably dwarfed like a lot of the residuals and what the royalties look like this is just me assuming i could be dead wrong about this i would assume that because the net like the profit of what they get from a tour after merch and everything is probably more substantially goes to them than just like you know it doesn't go back to the label it would depend on what their label contract looks like definitely and we yeah. don't know that right <laughs> i do I don't know. whoa <laughs> ian joshua riley follow boy I, insider you see i signed them so no oh, it was wow. johnny minardi shout out johnny minardi he's one of the best in the business he signed the band camino wow yeah. wow wow and a lot of other artists too johnny i've minardi heard of, did like everybody yeah i've heard of the band camino i haven't heard of camino so Oh, mean, oh it's, it's a planet in Star Wars oh, where the clones oh, were uh, cloned. Yeah. Manufactured. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it's spelled with a K in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they made a bunch of clones of the bounty hunter Jango Fett to fight against the Galactic Senate of the Republic. Or oh, for the Galactic okay. Senate of I was, the Republic. I was confusing that. With Played by yeah. Tamura Morrison, who is also famously in Aquaman. <laughs> and in also the Star Wars spinoff Boba Fett, because Boba Fett, you see, is not oh. Jango's biological son, but a clone. But a heard clone that, that aged in regular time yeah now there's yeah. also a band called camino but there's a spelled like the spanish word okay or the word from breaking bad whichever one you learned the word from 
I learned the word from Star Wars episode two. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Reddit doesn't have much else to say about this. I looked it up, by the way. It was um, not an eight ball song. Wow. Oh, wow. Surprisingly. That's crazy. They should play this one. Um, yeah, should... I'd be interested to see this. If this was my eight ball song, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. Totally hate it. I wouldn't totally despise it. I, I would have rather been there for West Coast Smoker, obviously. But that's right. Or Pavlov, or my favorite fucking Fall Out Boy song ever. From now on, we are enemies. Um, that's one of the greatest songs ever written. I maintain. That. You're right. It's it's you're literally right. it's the and not only is it. To tie it back into this song, as far as all the variety, the number of hooks, the number of strange melodies, and the way they change, this song you could argue is like the alpha version of like what eventually, like from now on, we are enemies. Is, yeah, you know what I mean. By like, alpha, you mean like the alpha, alpha not not yeah. not the alpha, like the better version. Like I'm talking like the very first yeah. build before yeah, no, no, the beta no, no, no. gets released. It, it took to me the a second. The dominant version. Yeah, the dominant version. Yeah, no, this is like this. Uh, this this song is honestly extremely rem. If you put them side by side structurally yeah. it's extremely reminiscent of that and if you put pushing the pink envelope by the callous Boys next to, <laughs> next to from now on we are enemies you will be disappointed in me <laughs> um you want to rate this thing get out of here yeah uh because uh, we've been going for an hour and eight minutes because Ian have, riley yeah. is on the show <laughs> oh, having a great time yeah i'm having a blast biased um, i'm having a blast um i uh, bless you i am gonna give it an eight mm -hmm. wow that's higher than me i'm gonna give it a six um <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> closer to a seven uh -huh. um i i love it it just doesn't do a lot for me at this age hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah i was originally on on the same boat as you and then I listened to it mm -hmm. more, and I was singing along to the chorus, and I was like, "All right." They, yeah, exactly. They I got me. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna make this preface because this is important to make, and I think this distinction matters when it comes to bands like this from this era, especially a record of this stature in the culture. We're getting another preface. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. None of what I'm about to say has anything to oh, do. Oh, a preface of a preface. <laughs> Carson also knows this about me too, so and I really appreciate that you'll believe me when I say this. Nothing about. Almost nothing about my opinion on this song has anything to do with nostalgia value. I enjoy nostalgia value, and that's about as much as I can say about that. I don't think yeah. it makes good songs, yeah. and I don't think it makes songs better in hindsight. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I give it an 8 out of 10 for the same reasons Dawson just said. I If, you, if I had not gone back and listened to this song because you were like, okay, this is what we're doing. I off the bat, I would have been like, oh yeah, that's a good song. Like I was like, I could, I could take it or leave it. And I listened to it like four times on the way here again, and I was like, this song fucking rules. Like yeah. it's it's so yeah. good. And like you said, I was singing the chorus. I remembered again because we talked so much about from now on we're enemies. Like I was like, wow, this song is actually a lot like that song. I don't fully share your sentiment of that, but that's yeah. okay. No, it, it, we'll listen to it side by side afterward, and you'll see what I mean. I'm okay. I'll point it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your favorite song. I do, and yeah. But much like my favorite movies, I like to pace myself on it. I want, oh, yeah. I, I like my mm -hmm. next listen of that song to be very. Maybe you out. just have to see them play it live to go on the binge <laughs> of it again. That I, because <laughs> when I saw them play it, I will listen oh. to it for the next seven days straight. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just, well, hey, before, oh, maybe that's maybe what it's just, it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just what you it is. Maybe it's just before you Carson seen it. yeah. leaps across the room and strangles Ian. Yeah. Um, I'm Solid gonna, eight out of ten. I'm going to roll out this goddamn red carpet and then we'll spin the wheel and then the episode will be over. Yeah. Um, 
and then we're going to record another we're going to record Patreon. another hour yeah. <laughs> for Patreon. Maybe not another hour, but another oh, 45. It'll probably. No, another hour. It'll probably And then you and I are going to hang out after exactly, if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to show you and Dawson a record that I think you'll really like. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thank show you, you the vocal version of the demo that I sent you. Yes, you do. Because I'm I super interested to hear what that's going to sound like. That. Yeah. That's one of the best things you've ever sent me. Oh. I also need to, I need to show you some of my band songs. Too, oh, okay. Roll out the red carpet, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you still are, if you're not, then fuck you. <laughs> you can't hear me anyway. Uh, follow so sassy. <laughs> <laughs> follow Carson and I's bands at the Callous Boys on Instagram, at Callous Boys on Twitter. Uh, follow my band at Bummer Hill on Instagram, at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter. Follow the pa- the podcast, uh, patreon.com slash the dreaded wheel. And uh, we are on Twitter as well, at the dreaded wheel. Yeah. Follow Ian at Ian Joshua Riley on pretty much everything, I mm-hmm. believe. And yep. Follow Ian's band um, at a band called Love. Um, and uh, let's spin this damn ass wheel unless you uh, i had it prepared you, this time because champagne yeah. is so easy to find on it wow yeah do you do you have anything you want to like promote ian um trying to think not succeeding but trying uh, uh yeah <laughs> I was about to make a horrible joke. No, say it, say it, say it. No. no, say it, say it, say it. I was going to say that you wrote the foreword for the newest edition of Mein Kampf. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and that you were here to promote that. Damn. I thought you said Minecon like the Minecraft convention. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, oh. <laughs> It could be called that based on the creator, no, right? He's, he's just yeah. saying that. He's just saying that because I wrote the forward for the new Barack Obama biopic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, drone Why'd you have Central. to? I signed an NDA about that car. So it's not cool. All right, spin, spin this wheel. wheel. Ian. We let the guests listen to it. my band, a band called Love. If you like uh, music, that's uh, it's music. Good. It it's music. Be. Show show the audience or show us. Are you spinning it? Are you spinning it's it? Spinning. It's spinning. It's going. Show us. Spin the show, photo, show us. The show us the wheel. Golden. Oh, Golden. okay. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Golden from Infinity on High. Wow. Why didn't you show us the wheel? I was just looking at it. I was just like, I was, I was amazed at what this little of, app that like. pull one of these. You yeah, never seen a wheel spin before? I was before? just looking at it. It was incredible. <laughs> like, it was like, I, I was like, I've never seen. An- Are you back in the caveman times and so, fucking Grug pulls out a circular <laughs> rock, rolls it down the hill and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you chose the name Grug. For this, yeah. For Grug this, is like, awesome. For this, Grug is what, crazy, what was the dog. term for those things? Homo erectus wasn't that it i'm a homo erectus (laughs) bye everyone everyone. i'm a homo erectus dick